Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We're reading in 1 John, the second chapter, beginning at verse number one. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. My message is both to the saint and the sinner. Help in overcoming sin. The intense desire to conquer all sin in our personal lives is something that all Christians have in common. And we need to be honest with the new converts. No doubt every one of us in our life, especially as a young convert, we struggle with things after conversion. Amen? And young people believe that we got saved, we didn't have any problems all the way through. It's been victory just all the way through our life. We've never struggled with anything. So therefore, they think, well, I'm probably not saved because I'm struggling with some things. Amen. All the helps in the world will be of no value to us if we don't have a strong desire to avoid sin. Hear all the messages and get all the counsel. But if we don't have a strong desire to overcome sin, then my friend, we're not going to be able to overcome sin. So we have to get our want to in gear. And certainly the Word of God makes it clear that God expects all of us to overcome sin. He did not save us to leave us in sin. He said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He came to take away our sins. He said, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. God expects us to overcome all sin. It's clear in the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, verse number one, where he said, what shall I say then? Shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So I would like to share with you some helps in overcoming sin. First of all, proper use of the Bible will help us to overcome sin. Psalms 119 and verse number 11, the psalmist said, Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. We act according with the precepts of our heart. We will act no better than our heart. And the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and verse number 23, keep thy heart without diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. He went on in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 7 and said, for as he thinketh, in his heart, so is he. Amen. Bible truth 
atones for sin. In Proverbs 16, 6, he said, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God's law prevents backsliding. In the book of Psalms 37 and verse number one, he said, the law of his God is in his heart and none of his steps shall slide. Amen, that's a wonderful promise in God's word. You show me a backslider and I'll show you a man who no longer reads, who no longer studies, no longer believes and obeys and memorizes the Bible. Amen. John wrote in his epistle, helps to prevent sinning. And it tells us in our text not to sin. He didn't say when you sin, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And if we would go to the book of Ezekiel in the third chapter and verse number 16, it says, and it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked that thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity. I lay a stumbling block before him. He shall die because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sins and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not and he doth not sin, he shall surely live because he is warned. Also, thou hast delivered thy soul. So we must warn people with God's word. It's a sin not to warn people concerning their sin. But Jesus successfully met temptation with the word of God. Amen. What did he say? when he was tempted of the devil. In Luke the fourth chapter and verse number four. What did he say? It is written. Again in Luke 4, 8, he said, it is written. And again in Luke 4, 12, he said, it is said. And so friend, the same will work for us just like it did Jesus. We can say the same thing based on the word of God. So if you're tempted to tell a lie, 
Remember what Colossians 3, 9 says? Lie not one to another, seeing that you've put off the old man. If you're tempted to forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, remember what the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. If you're tempted to commit an act of immorality, remember what 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter and verse number nine says, know ye not that adulterers shall not inherit the kingdom of God. If you are tempted to speak evil, Remember the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and verse number 31, let all bitterness and all wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. If you're tempted to steal, remember what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and verse number 28, let him that stole steal no more but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing that is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. And so the word of God has the answer. Since the word of God is one of the helps in overcoming sin, we need to read our Bibles. First Timothy four thirteen. till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Therefore, we need to resolve not only to read our Bibles, but we need to resolve to study our Bibles. 2 Timothy 2, 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Therefore, if we're going to resolve to have victory, not only should we read the word of God not only should we study the Word of God, we should meditate upon the Word of God. And Psalms 119.97, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Meditate on the Scriptures. Attend every Bible class. Build a good home religious library. Subscribe to the Gospel Trumpeter. Read good literature. Come to all the services. Come on Sunday morning. Come on Sunday night. Come on Wednesday night. Come to all the revival services. Be in all the camp meeting services that you can. We need all the word of God. Not just Sunday morning religion. Amen. Secondly, prayer will help in overcoming sin. Prayer can stop sin, and nothing but sin can stop praying. Keep your window open towards Jerusalem, and don't pitch your tent towards Sodom. Did you ever stop to think about it? You can't stumble while you're on your knees. It's through prayer that we petition, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is through prayer that we receive strength to stand. Luke 21, 36, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things 
that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. We're told in the Word of God to put on the whole armor that we may be able to stand in the evil day. And he finishes that off by saying in the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter and verse number 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. It should be easy to see why we should heed the admonition to pray regularly. First Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Jesus said in the book of Luke, the 18th chapter and verse number one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Do you want help in overcoming sin? Thirdly, self-examination will help us to overcome sin. We hear a lot about physical examinations and that's all right, that's good. But self-examination is far more important. This is what Israel was told to do in the book of Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter and verse number 16. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. God told Israel, examine yourselves be careful, watch your heart, lest you be deceived, lest you turn aside, lest you serve other gods and worship them. David practiced self-examination when he said in Psalms 39 and verse number one, I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. David believed that self-examination would help him and keep him from sinning. Yes, I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Paul exhorted us to do the same. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove yourselves. Know you not that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. We need to realize that God's word is the standard by which we examine ourselves. In James 1, verse 22, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. The fourth thing, if you want help in overcoming sin, reverential fear of God will help you overcome sin. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter and verse number 20. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God is come to prove you and that his fear may be before your face that you sin not. That his fear might be before your face that you sin not. We must have this reverential fear of God. Proverbs 3, 7, be not wise in thine own ways Fear the Lord and depart 
from evil. What did Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, verse number 13, when he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What did he say? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Contemplation of the goodness and the severity of God will help reverential fear of God. Romans 11 chapter talks about that. Behold both the goodness and the severity of God. Look on both sides of this. Scriptures like the book of Hebrews 10, 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. These scriptures will help us when we're tempted. These scriptures will help us when we get involved in struggling with things of the flesh. 2 Corinthians 5.11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade man. The fifth thing we want to talk about is to remember that God always sees us. A remembrance that God always sees us will help us overcome sin. God always sees us. You think about people who's going to do wrong. For instance, somebody's going to steal something. They look forward. They look ahead. They look this side. They look this side. They look behind them. They look every direction but the right direction. And they'll look up. Amen. We cannot escape the omnipresence, the all-seeing eye of God. It will stay conscious of that fact. Oh, I may be by myself. Nobody can see me, but God sees me. God knows. Psalms 139, verse number seven. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. You just can't hide from God. There's an eye watching you. We can't run from God. We can't hide from God. And I tell you, this has been a help to me. God knows about it. We can't hide nothing from God. If you'll keep that fact before you, It'll help you to be what God have you to be. Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. God sees. Jeremiah 23, 23, am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I should not see him? No, God sees. I'm glad he sees us. Man sins when he loses sight of God's presence. Psalms 94, verse 5, they break in pieces the people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. 
They slay the widow and the stranger and the murder, the fatherless, yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall God of Jacob regard it. Understand ye brutish among the people, ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planteth the ear shall not hear, he that formed the eye shall not see, he that chastiseth the heathen shall he not correct, he that reacheth man knowledge shall he not know, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. Amen. The sixth thing we want to talk about, a close watch of the company we keep will help us overcome sin. Deuteronomy 20, verse 16. But of the cities of these people which the Lord thy God doth give thee, for an inheritance thou shalt save alive and nothing that beneath. But thou shalt surely destroy them, namely the Hittites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, as the Lord thy God commanded thee, that they teach you not to do after their abominations, which they have done unto their gods. So should you sin against the Lord your God. Amen. And the set of Solomon, he married foreign women, and it cost him dearly. Did you ever stop to think about Peter? If he had not been in the company of the Lord's enemies, he probably would not have denied the Lord. He was in the wrong company. Had he been with the rest of the disciples, possibly he would not have denied the Lord. What kind of company are you keeping? 1 Corinthians 15, 33, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Last but not least, a sincere conviction that this may be the day when we will meet God and have our destiny sealed will help us overcome sin. Amen. Life is uncertain and death could come at any moment, at any time. Also, the Lord is going to return one of these days and it's coming as a thief in the night and Christians are to live every day like this it's going to be the day that the Lord comes. And friend, no matter how good you feel and no matter how healthy you are, today could be the day that our destiny would be sealed. In James, the fifth chapter, verse number seven, be you patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be also patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draw nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. I said already, if we are going to overcome sin, we must get our want to in gear. Amen. Remember, overcoming sin will only be accomplished and these helps will only assist us if we really want to overcome sin. This is the very thing that keeps people from getting saved many times. They're bound by habits of life 
and they're so bound by the habits of life that they feel I could never be delivered. But I'm telling you, friend, if you want to be free, you can be free. Amen. Jesus' blood has the power. His blood can go deeper than the stain of sin has gone. And he still cleanses the vilest of sinners. But overcoming sin takes effort on your part. Sometimes people come to the altar. They want God to do everything. They don't want to have to put forth any effort. They just want God to do everything. But it takes effort on our part. God can help you if you really mean business. Sin must be overcome if we are to be with our Lord in heaven. Because Jesus said, if you die in your sins, you can't come where I am. How is it in your life? I wonder, are there some things you've been struggling with? You've asked God many times to help you. And before you know it, you're right back there again. I want you to know, friend, whatever you're struggling with, you can have victory through God. This message is for you. You can have victory. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.